Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Carmen Poliafito, and I'm here today with Professor Darius Mosfegi of Stanford University, where he is director of the Retina Service. And uh, we'd like to welcome you to Retina Synthesis. Thank you, Carmen. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's nice to see you again. We're going to talk today about some exciting new developments in the retinal pharmacotherapy of the retinopathy of prematurity, looking at aflibercept. But before we get into the butterfly trial, can you just give us an overview of the current status of anti-VEGF therapy for retinopathy of prematurity? Sure thing, Carmen. You know, back in 19, well, 2005, shortly after you and Phil uh, presented the uh, bevacizumab data for us at the ASRS meeting, in Montreal, in December of that year, we had the first case report of anti-VEGF with bevacizumab being successfully used in retinopathy of prematurity. And importantly, there was no adverse safety outcome. And that was what our big concern was. We thought it might work from an efficacy point of view, um, but we're worried in these tiny babies who have multi-organ failures, a lot of disease, a lot of morbidity going on, that it would be a, a large risk. Starting around 2010, um, Helen Hintz-Mittner um, started the uh, BeatRop trial, which was a multi-center trial in the United States using bevacizumab at 0.625 milligrams, randomized uh, essentially one-to-one, -one, I believe, against uh, uh, laser photocoagulation. And they showed conclusively that in zone one eyes, which if you'll recall are the center of the bullseye, the central 30 degrees around the optic nerve, um, and are traditionally the babies that have the worst outcomes when treated with anything, whether it was cryotherapy or laser, um, that they had a 94% success rate with respect to anatomic outcomes, failure to develop retinal detachment, retroentral masses, um, or macular dragging or folds. And so this started a lot of interest because on the laser arm, um, they did very poorly. I mean, it was greater than six to one benefit in favor of bevacizumab. And so gradually over time, the pediatric retina community and the pediatric ophthalmology community gravitated towards using more um, anti-VEGF um, injections as opposed to laser therapy. And we had a strong bias towards those that were originally called the so aggressive posterior ROP or zone one eyes. And now those are called aggressive ROP eyes, which follow a non-traditional path where they kind of skip all the stages and just start with very posterior disease and a lot of vascular activity characterized by plus. And we had really you know, pretty startling good results, such to the point where now at major academic centers here at Stanford and at uh, Bascom Palmer, we now lead with anti-VEGF therapy. And both Neen and Baracol at, at Bascom and myself here, we use 0 0.625 milligrams historically. And over time, what we've seen is that it does a very good job of knocking the disease down. And then they develop what's now in the international classification of ROP3 called peripheral avascular arrest. There's a lot of 
controversy in the field whether this needs to be dealt with. I'm in the group that agrees that it should be dealt with, and we hit it with laser at around 60 weeks to shut it down because the avascular retina is what's propagating the VEGF drive. Um, and then others, and Nina's on that side, believe that we should just uh, watch and see what happens. The trouble is, is that you know, these are premature infants. There's a lot going on in their families. There's a lot of comorbidities and you can run across uh, a failure to follow up, which could result in an adverse outcome presenting into your clinic. And so those of us who are on the side of treating are using that as our primary uh, motivator in that situation. Since then, We've seen Novartis introduce ranibizumab in Europe. They got a CE mark for ranibizumab at 0.4 milligrams. And then following that, we saw that uh, both uh, Bayer and uh, um, Regeneron here in the United States tested 0.4 milligrams of uh, uh, aflibercept against uh, laser photocoagulation um, in a three to one randomization, essentially equivalent uh, uh, studies um, in the traditional treatment type one, um, early treatment retinopathy of prematurity, which if you may recall is zone one with plus, zone one with stage three, or zone one or two with stage two or three with plus disease. And then of course, the aggressive uh, posterior retinopathy of prematurity. Those were the treatment groups uh, that were eligible and they had a weight, uh, 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 minimum weight at the time of treatment so that the bioavailability of the drug would be low. Um, so that brings us up to, you know, angiogenesis when we were presenting the data um, on the butterfly trial, which was the U.S.-based arm of the aflibercept outcomes. So can you tell us about the butterfly trial, how it was designed? Yeah, so um, three to one ratio, um, and they were enrolling about 100 patients, roughly, um, and you were looking at uh, uh, 0.4 milligrams dose with an outcome, a primary outcome of uh, failure of reactivation of active retinopathy of prematurity at 52 weeks chronologic age, okay? And also with a uh, failure of adverse anatomic outcomes. So you had two outcomes, okay? And adverse anatomic outcomes are what I elaborated previously, which are retinal detachments, macular dragging, and uh, retrolenteral masses. So you had to have both. It wasn't an either or. Um, and then you're comparing it against the laser photocoagulation. The children were randomized. They were treated within you know the first 48 hours after that. And then they were followed every week, every two weeks, and they had photographic documentation. Um, the main difference between the butterfly, which was the U.S. trial, and the firefly was the outcome at which they were assessed for the primary outcome, the timing at which they were assessed, which in the U.S. was 52 weeks chronologic, and in the uh, firefly trial was 24 weeks post-treatment. Um, essentially, that results in a difference of about six to eight weeks, because we usually treat these children at around 32 to 34 weeks post-menstrual age. And so at 52 weeks, they would be somewhere around uh, 28 weeks of age, and these would be 48 uh, weeks uh, chronologic at that point. So what were the results? So the results showed numerical superiority, but statistically, we didn't make the non-inferiority outcome. So it was about 78 versus 76% in the aflibercept versus the laser group. Um, importantly, 
um, we didn't make it on the the backside for the in non-inferiority arm um, on the lower end of the bound and some kind of statistical um, assessment. Um, but clinically, retinal detachments were worse in the laser photocoagulation group. The timing of the uh, treatment procedure was dramatically different. Um, it was basically 110 minutes versus around 10 minutes for per patient. If you looked at it on a per eye basis, it was 70 minutes versus about five minutes for a eye basis um, per treatment. Um, most of the patients were bilaterally treated. And overall, um, the totality of both studies, the Firefly and the Butterfly trial were put together in an FDA package brought before the FDA. And about, uh, I don't know, four weeks ago, FDA approved this as the first pharmacologic treatment for retinopathy of prematurity here in the United States at the 0.4 milligram dose. So will this replace Avastin? It really comes down to individual treaters. I think that Avastin is going to maintain a dominant uh, place in the market uh, for years to come. It, as you know, that it takes a while for people to accept uh, the results of, of studies. Avastin is inexpensive, easy to acquire. Um, and one of the issues with the aflibercept at 0.4 milligrams, we don't have a pre-filled syringe. So you're basically looking at a 0.01 ml um, inject, mm. which is very difficult to assess on a, on a syringe. And in most cases that I've seen of anti-VEGF therapy failures and retinopathy of prematurity, my, I can't prove this, but my suspicion is, is that the drug never got into the eye. Okay. Mm. Even when you're doing the half dosage of bevacizumab, which is 0.625 milligrams, that's 0.025 mLs, which is a very difficult, uh, measure there's you know, some indication that after they moved to the pre-filled syringe in Europe, um, that there's been some anecdotic, anecdotal reports that failures are up. Why? Because people were injecting a little bit more than a little bit less that's associated with the pre-filled syringe. So what's the future of uh, anti-VEGF therapy and retinopathy for prematurity? What are the next steps? Well, I think more and more people are going to gravitate towards um, the use of uh, anti-VEGF therapy. One, we haven't seen a safety signal. There's been a lot of concern about adverse neural developmental outcomes. And then also there's been some concerns with uh, pulmonary function in these children. When historically you've looked at, you know, comparing short gestational age and very extremely low birth weights and you have the cohorts the same, we're not really seeing a safety signal. Sometimes we see some trends, but the bottom line is this, small sick babies are more likely to have adverse neural development outcomes and also to have uh, adverse pulmonary outcomes. And so it's very difficult to tease out a signal. We haven't seen any dominant signal like that. So I think this is kind of the green light for more people in the United States to start using anti-VEGF therapy. Um, my group um, and Dr. Noodleman's group and Dr. Campbell's group um, in San Diego and in Oregon have become proponents of assessing, you know, how much avascular retina is um, elaborating anti-VEGF as another risk factor assessment at the time of trial. 
uh, time of treatment to see if we can bend these patients into more accurate cohorts so that there's more balance between the groups. Well, that's exciting. We're, we're very excited. Thanks a lot for your update in this important area. <laughs> Thank you, Carmen. I always appreciate it. Okay, great. Thank you. Mm -hmm.